0: Go ahead, Zach.
1: All right. I didn't know if I had permission to take myself off mute. Didn't want to act out of line. Shout out everybody looking great here. I mean, especially I got to give a shout out to one person in particular, Brian Wolf. He's looking phenomenal. Never looked better. Um, I will start with Coach, since Mark knew I was going to ask a hard-hitting question. He's back now. Okay, Mark. I'll give you credit. I'm going to go to Mark now. Then I'm going to swerve. I'm going to swerve back to Mark first. Mark, what role? I mean, obviously administration, the you know the testing, all of that plays such a large role in the Mac coming back for this football season, but ultimately what role did the players and, you know, vocalization on social media play? Because it really picked up a lot of steam these last couple of weeks, seemingly leading up to the announcement.
2: No, with, without a doubt, you know, obviously we appreciate it and I, and I support it. I remember, you know, I, I told Jarrett and others uh, with his initial statement a few weeks ago that, you know, I stand behind it, support it, and and I appreciate that, that passion behind it. It's something that you – you expect, uh, you know, as as an athletic director, and even for for Lance as a head coach, I mean, you would you would hope that that's the sentiment of, of, of people just just wanting to play, especially when you see other conferences out there, you know, finding a way to make that done. So definitely definitely appreciate appreciate you know obviously all the student athletes' work, you know, across the the MAC landscape, but in particular, you know, uh, Jared's leadership.
1: Welcome back. It is a crazy time in the sports world. You got Stanley Cup. You got NBA Finals. You got the Bills are 3-0. Jack Eichel's not getting traded. It is train wreck tonight. Show sponsor, Pauze Electric. Considering a residential or commercial electrical project, then consider our friends at Posi Electric. 716-698-2711. We are very honored to welcome on Kim Jones. Kim Jones Sports on Twitter. Kim, thank you for joining us tonight.
0: Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Hey, we are going to jump right into it. There's so much happening right now, Kim. So before we take a step back, what are your favorite sports storylines happening right now?
0: Oh, just the NFL. Everything NFL related is great. Uh, I'm glad we're having a season. Obviously hope all of that continues. And, uh, you know, the Bills are a great storyline. They're toward the top of the list. They're, they look great. The offense has caught up to the defense, which was the plan all along. And, uh That was an exciting game Sunday, obviously.
1: A lot of excitement happening, not just with the Bills across the sports world, of course. I'm going to say one thing before we move back here about the Bills. It's just cons. When we, uh, you know, watch these Bills actually be competent, when we watch them come through in the clutch, I don't know how to act because it's a situation (laughs) where I've truly never been there before.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's like an uncomfortable time. Like when you're trying to like fit into a shoe, it's an uncomfortable time to be a bills fan. It's just like no man's land for us. We don't know what to do. And uh, you know, we we try not to get too excited. We try not to get too low. We try to stay in the middle of the road there and, and go on our way here. But I, I agree with you. It's, it's just an uncomfortable time to be a bills fan, but we're happy and we're excited here in the city of Buffalo.
1: And one thing we're excited about, no doubt, is just simply having sports back. It seems like not too long ago, sports were completely out of our lives, put on the back burner as you know things were getting contained and protocols were being put into place. Um, Kim, just for someone who's basically made sports such a large part of their life, it's something you not only have a passion for, but that you made a career out of. How did you you know, manage just the day-to-day mindset without sports?
0: Yeah, it was hard. It was a big adjustment, right? Um, I think that you know, you look back, we will look back on this year as, as unique. Uh, I hope it's unique. I Hope we don't have another one like it, but uh, I think for the sports fan, it was a tough time. I think to some degree we learned to live without sports, but I think now uh, most of us are thrilled that, that they're back.
1: Most definitely. And Hey, did you pick up any new hobbies or any new
0: pastimes during the time without sports? <laughs> no, I did not. No, I did not. I just tried to muddle through and, uh made it till they came back.
1: Okay, and are you are you a big Netflix or hulu or at all? I mean, obviously you're on the road typically a ton. I mean, I think you have a lot of time for that if you wanted to be.
0: Yeah, and Netflix, I, I watch Netflix, yeah. Uh, okay. well, what were you,
1: you streaming uh, throughout the quarantine? Anything good? I watched Ozark,
0: which was okay. really, uh, really good and interesting, and I, I probably could watch that a second time, that was really, really well done.
1: You know, cons versus a show like Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones, where you know where it's going. Ozark tends to just grab you out of nowhere. I feel like I don't know why. Maybe it's the characters, maybe it's the vibe of the show, but it's definitely an intriguing. One. Have you seen it at all?
2: Yeah, and I I gotta say, I, this is gonna be a real hot take here, but man, it, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but I kind of tapered off for me a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. It just I feel like I don't want to ruin it for everyone, but I think you're going. I'm I'm just gonna say it. How do you kill so many people off so early on? I don't understand it. Wow. But you, i lost gonna, interest we're gonna
1: have to bleep you with a spoiler <laughs> people are trying to enjoy shows out there and last but not least on the quarantine gotta ask him any favorite snacks during the quarantine let's face it we were all going hard at that pantry
0: <laughs> probably too many snacks but not necessarily favorites <laughs>
1: hey hey a good variety is a good thing and speaking of a variety i mean look at kim jones career she does it all we're gonna go back real quick The time at the Yes Network, I'm a lifelong Yankees fan. I did develop a admiration slash, you know, summer fling with the Buffalo Blue Jays this year. But, I mean, I could just, I mean, Kim, you're associated with a lot of my memories about the Yankees. I mean, the time you were there was a great time to be a fan, obviously. Um, I I mean, how often do you think about your time at the Yes Network? I guess we'll kick this off then.
0: Oh, I, th- I still think about it. I mean, I'm really happy for Derek. You know, it's funny that his Marlins, uh, give me one second. Oh, the hotline's ringing. That could be a big source.
1: Sorry I about we're that. We're about to have um, breaking news uh, a Leslie Frazier contract extension or
0: something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, sorry about the phone ringing. Well, um, oh,
1: good. That ring never stops, and this train. Never stops. You got to know about train art sports.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think about it a lot. You know, I thought about Derek this week, uh, clinching against the Yankees and, and how great that is for him. So, yeah, I think about the S-Network uh, and the, my days there. Sure, of course.
2: Kim, you know one of the things that that kind of comes to mind you know as a diehard Yankee fan uh, myself um, when Jeter's approaching that three thousand hit mark, you know how how nervous all of us you know were as fans, but being up close and reporting on it, I mean you know as a reporter, as a journalist, you know we sit, we sit in the press box, we don't want to give that fist bump, but I mean, what was it like being a part of seeing it leading up to Jeter getting the the three thousand hit? And then did you give a fist bump after he finally accomplished that fate?
0: Uh, that was the only time I ever saw Derek Jeter nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had a, a camera crew. I can't remember from, from what network following him around. And there was pressure. You know, he, he, I, I think he felt that pressure. I think, I think team pressure for him, and I'm not speaking for him, but it's just mm-hmm. a guess looking back. I think team pressure and wanting to win as a team is a different – kind of pressure, one that he embraced. I think the individual part of it was so odd to him. Um, and he did feel the pressure. And I remember that camera crew, you know, you, you kind of thought he was gonna pull through and get it, and then, it, no, the crew's still here because he's still seeking that that big hit. So uh, that was, it was kind of fun to see him. He was, he was very human during those days and weeks leading up to that.
1: And I mean, sometimes a human makes you upset, and I don't think anybody would blame you for being upset for getting champagne poured on your head during that one post-season run. But I mean, a lot of people would say, I would love Derek Jeter to pour champagne on my head. I mean, I would say I would love Josh Allen to run me over, but when it happens, I think I'd be pretty upset about it. <laughs> With that said, I mean, just this postseason season run, the standard of winning, which I've heard you talk about. I mean, is there anything like that George Steinbrenner standard of winning uh, anywhere else in sports?
0: Well... I mean, I don't know that the Yankees still embrace that, though. I mean, it's from a distance now, but they seem different. You know, uh, it's been a long time since George was with us. So, uh, And as far as the champagne goes, that is the height of respect uh, when you are included in a celebration like that, uh, specifically by Derek Jeter, the captain. So no, there were no, no issues with him and the champagne, which happened several times.
1: I mean, I'm saying if you put a price on that, if you told a Yankee fan Dare Gier can pour champagne on you and a pussy, they would what, I mean, what would the eBay big go for? I would say no short of a million dollars. I mean that's quite the experience. Just awesome. Um and then the one thing that stood out to me, and cons can jump in on anything uh, Yankees here before we move on, but um, you know, Yes Network, W F A N. Still writing for the Star Ledger in Newark. I mean, is that a passion for writing that you had, Kim? Obviously, you're doing it for the NFL. It was kind of an outlet uh, there, I guess. But uh, is that, do you have a strong writing passion there as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I started as a sports writer. That's um, sports writer, sports columnist. That, those are my roots. That's what I always wanted to do. So, yeah, the working at the Star Ledger were absolutely a, several great, great years.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's, it's funny you say that because I feel like journalism and writing, everybody, no matter how much they say, like newspapers are going away and, and writings, it's, it's not. You always find yourself kind of going back to that. Um, you know, if you wouldn't mind me asking, what, what's, one, what's some advice that you'd give for an aspiring journalist that's trying to make it in the business?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm so disconnected from the challenges that those starting out right now have, um, especially in the newspaper business. But I do encourage everyone in the uh, sports storytelling business or sports newsmaking business to hone his or her writing skills. Because I think when you come at things as a writer, you have a better chance of telling a story more effectively. And I will always believe that. And I will always be very grateful uh, for my writing background, which still helps me on a day-to-day basis now. I love writing.
1: Love to hear it. And then, so going forward, Jan 2012, you leave Yes Network. Everyone's like, no, we need Kim Jones in our lives. <laughs> April 2012, sign with the NFL Network. I just want to talk to you about the in-between, because obviously you have great achievements on both sides of that bridge. Was that a plan going in when you left the Yes Network? Was that, you know, something that eventually, you know, you brewed from your networking? How did that
0: come to be? The job at NFL Network? Yes. Um, well, I you know – I had spent, what was it, seven years at YES, 2005 to 2011, and I remember saying goodbye to Derek and saying, I've run out of questions, and he said, I can understand that, you know. So for me, that was a great time uh, to move on. My contract was up, so uh, it was all, I was you know, certainly allowed to depart uh, after my contract expired, so, to go to NFL Network was something where uh, it, went, it brought me back to football, which I had previously covered at the Star-Ledger and before that. So, uh, it was really something where the, at that time, I needed a change, I wanted a change, and I'm delighted looking back that it ended up being NFL Network.
2: In- Kim, you know, jumping from baseball to, to football, was there a transitional period? I hear a lot of, you know, beat writers in Buffalo that I've talked to that say, you know, you have to immerse yourself in it. You know, you had just spent all that time immersing yourself in baseball. Was, it, was there a time during the transition where you were sitting there kind of trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to cover this one day or cover this the next day? You know, what was your plan of attack going into it?
0: No, my, my transition was going to baseball, which I had okay. never covered. Okay. And I had never covered baseball at the professional level. I had never been on TV before. So 2005 was my big transition. Going back to football was very natural and easy.
1: Love to hear it. And speaking of natural and easy, the Bills continue to make progressing as a franchise and continuing to get better and continue to grow, looking very easy. Kim, I like to consider myself someone who keeps their calm, keeps their composure. (laughs) I'm walking into Bill's training camp last year, and I see Kim Jones posted up with a microphone at the NFL Network booth, and I lost it. I started (laughs) screaming. I had to basically contain myself because I didn't want to lose my media pass, which we had temporarily for that day. But let's get into the Bills. Speaking of which, you know, you're there at 2019 training camp. I, I mean, I believe I saw like actually the segment you did. But just want to ask you, did you see the seeds then of what the team is growing into now in 2019? Oh, yeah. Going into sure. 2019, a lot of people were still iffy.
0: No, and I think you could see it before then. I mean, for sure, you could see it. Um, the defense, they build around they, – they build a defense. They build a great defense. They made some great free agent signings defensively, including the two safeties. They drafted well. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds is a terrific draft pick and will be for an awfully long time um Tredavious White obviously uh and Oliver the list goes on so no I think you saw all of this building I think the question was when is the offense going to catch up and is Josh Allen going to be the one who leads them there and I think this season more so much more so than last we're getting those answers obviously in the affirmative
2: yeah, I I think that's that's a good point. You br- when you bring up about Tremaine Edmonds just being a good professional for a long time. I mean, how often do you get a linebacker that's that big or a, a, just a specimen? And to have him calling the plays in the middle of the field is unbelievable. Um, you know, I. I we lost him for a week this year and it was like, we lost like the captain of our defense. I mean, what have you seen from Tremaine Edmonds that uh, so far in his career, um, you know, that would, that would lead us to believe that he's here for the long haul and that he's going to be that perennial all-star moving forward.
0: Well, you know, I asked Leslie Frazier yesterday on zoom, uh, if they win that game without Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds, because they were both questionable coming in. And he said, no, They don't, and and I think that's an honest answer. I didn't know, I I kind of figured that was the answer, I just didn't know if he would give it to me, and he did. Uh, Listen, Tremaine Edmonds at the Combine was 19 years old, he's still only 22, he's gonna play his third NFL season as a 22 year old, which is remarkable. And I remember at the Combine, some of the folks in the NFL saying, well, what if he puts on 25 pounds and he's a a defensive end? And I, I remember thinking, who cares? You know, I mean, he can do everything, but he certainly has, has um, settled into that role, that, that linebacker leader role. He is the captain of the defense for all intents and purposes, and uh, I think that he has great, great things in his future, and I think we'll talk about him more as the Bills become even more established. We should be talking about him and Milano more than we do, frankly. So... Uh, you know, Tremaine Edmonds is someone who I've gravitated to. I was impressed watching him during the warm up of the uh, uh, the postseason game last year in Houston. He was the one leading that group. He had seen Kyle Williams lead, he obviously learned and saw Lorenzo Alexander lead, and Lorenzo was going to retire, and he did retire after that game. And now it's Tremaine as the leader of that defense. I think he's remarkable, I think his family's remarkable. And I know the Bills absolutely love him. And why wouldn't they?
1: Speaking of leadership, speaking of youth, we have Josh Allen, just amazing us. I mean, you know, I don't know. You just go into the season. He's never thrown for 300 yards. Now he's, you know, thrown over 300 every time, even a 400-yard game. Just real quick, because obviously this could be its own 15, 20-minute segment. As Josh Allen, you know, him developing his throwing motion and mechanics or his off-the-field leadership and ability to lead which impresses you more so far in
0: what he's done? Well, I don't think, you know, I think, uh, I think what he's done mechanically is more impressive in the sense that you can be a leader without being a great player. Now, you, you're going to have to massage that and your leadership is going to have to have some layers to it. But Josh Allen already established himself as a leader before this season. This season, it appears he's establishing himself as an absolute elite quarterback in this league in terms of accuracy, in terms of determination, in terms of his will to win. So those are all very different things. Now, they can all work in concert. But I think before this year, uh, Josh's teammates respected him. I have always said he's as accountable as any quarterback I've ever interviewed. He says, I have to improve. Some quarterbacks say we. And we's okay. So football is the ultimate team game. But Josh has taken eye on his shoulders when it comes to knowing he has to be better. And this year to see him be better with some help of some really remarkable playmakers around him and a good offensive line has been pretty impressive so far. Only, only three weeks in, but it's been really impressive.
2: Yeah, and and leading up to that draft, you know, there was a lot of talk about Baker Mayfield, Darnold. There was even talk about Allen going to the Browns at some point. I mean, we talk about things happening for a reason. I think we were all surprised when Baker Mayfield went first overall. Um, Do you think that this was just like one of those situations where he was just meant to be in Buffalo?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he certainly is a great fit, (laughs) and it certainly seems to be working out, and I'm happy for him, happy for the franchise. but yeah, you know, you look back, obviously Sam ends up with the Jets. Obviously Lamar's at the end of the round. Josh Rosen, you know, has, has had the, the the most difficult road obviously so far to say the least. So um, yeah, it's, it's neat. We're, we're not at a point yet to make sweeping conclusions about that draft class, but uh, it doesn't prevent us from doing so, which is okay too.
1: Folks, we have Kim Jones Sports. Make sure you go follow her. Make sure you DVR every time you see the NFL Network with her (laughs) on there. Episode sponsored by Pazda Electric. Make sure you mention Trainwreck Sports and say this train never stops and get a free house surge protector with every service upgrade, 716-698-2711. Kim, the time's running out, but we got to get you for a quick lightning round. Sponsored by Pazda Electric. Just a couple questions. I mean, we all want to get to know you a little better. I want to get to know Kip Jones a little better. Are you ready for the lightning round?
0: I think so. I'm not sure, but I think so.
1: <laughs> I like that. Okay. First off, this is a softball. Favorite movie?
0: Uh, the Wizard of Oz. Oh,
1: well, ooh, okay. That's I like exciting. that. I like that. Um, you know, you've been to Buffalo a bit, so I'm, I'm jumping the gun here. Do you have a favorite wing spot in Buffalo?
0: I'm not a huge wing person, so that's not buffalo specific for me. I'm not a big wing person.
1: Okay. That's the, that's the take right there. Straight or curly fries, speaking of food?
0: I guess straight. Okay. Yeah.
1: Favorite mascot besides the Nittany, the Nittany Lion.
0: Oh, wow. Should I say Billy Buffalo and make everyone happy?
1: <laughs> I mean, he had some pretty good dance moves the past couple weeks, even though uh, I, don't, I think uh, Laurent, Laurent, or uh, Jerry Hughes said he was, he was looking a little tight. He needed some uh, <laughs> dance moves videos. What game, have you ever covered a game that you wish you could have been a fan at?
0: Um, no, I'm, no. I, I don't necessarily have to go to any sporting events as a fan anymore. Uh, The only one I would consider would be Wimbledon, if I somehow could make it over there, because I love tennis, and I've always loved Wimbledon. But um, I really love my job, and I enjoy every game I cover at some level. Some are fantastic games, and you absolutely can't believe what you just saw. And others are just games where you're like, heck, I'm covering the NFL for a living. This is awesome. But uh, as a fan, I, I wouldn't choose to go to very many games, except those that my little niece and nephews play.
1: Kim some people put their goals in excel spreadsheets. I'm putting my goal in my brain right now. You and I are going to Wimbledon one day. Call calling that right now. If yeah. you could be on any game show, which one would you want to be on?
0: Pressure luck.
1: Okay. That's uh a good one. let's see. If you okay, so you obviously, you know, baseball football, you've seen plate music. If Kim Jones had plate music, Ooh. what would it be?
0: Plate music. My plate music would be Angels Among Us by Alabama, which would be a very mellow song for plate music. It's all about the
1: mindset, you know? We don't care about what the fans, they gotta get you in the right mindset when you're going up for that A, B. Yes. Favorite venue that you've ever covered an event at?
0: Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Um, you know, I really, really love Camden Yards. And part of that is, um, just growing up an hour north of Baltimore and seeing it built and uh, seeing what a great a great quaint stadium it is. So I, I still love Camden Yards.
1: I, I walked by it in 2018, right after the Bills lost by 45 to the Ravens on opening day. <laughs> so I loved it then, but I probably would have loved it a little bit more if uh, they hadn't done it. And last but not least, does this train ever stop?
0: This train in particular? Yes. For you, I don't think the train ever stops. Oh, you know the train never stops.
1: Kim Jones has escaped the Pazda electric lightning round. Thank you very much. See, Kim, it's, it's painless coming on Trainwreck Sports. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: I knew it would be painless. Oh. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> wonder what else please. was going on.
1: We also do shout outs. You know, you got tons of people. Probably have thousands, maybe not, maybe millions tuning uh. in to this Kim Jones episode.
0: Uh. Anyone
1: you want to shout out?
0: I think I'm good with the shout outs.
1: You did give the nieces and nephews. Didn't you give them a shout out when you're saying they come to their games? I can't imagine having Kim Jones as an aunt coming to my game. I would feel like <laughs> God, I've never been under more pressure. They don't feel pressure. I
0: promise. Oh. They're awesome.
1: That's awesome. They're just <laughs> focused on snack time after, right? I mean, I, don't right. know I was focused on back then. A huge <laughs> shout out to 26 shirts and a huge shout out to Seneca one tower for allowing us to be in the 25th floor to watch the Buffalo Blue Jays games all season. Conn, do you got a shout out?
2: Just shout out to everyone that continues to follow us. We're going to have new content coming out this week for the Bills game. Big game this week against the Raiders. Uh, You know, look out for our predictions uh, because then we got that Chiefs game right after, so. It's amazing. It's going to be one of the biggest NFL games. Whether the Bills win or lose to the Raiders, that Chiefs-Bills game is going to be the biggest game of the year. I'm excited for it.
1: I can't wait, 425 Eastern Standard Time, can't come soon enough. Kim, I booked it originally. I was ready to get out to Vegas and make my impact on the game. But I think Tremaine I Edmonds will have to be the one that makes the impact on this game. Again, a huge shout-out to Kim Jones Sports, at Kim Jones Sports. Make sure you're following her. If you have to unfollow me because you're one of those people who are following too many people, then unfollow me and go follow Kim Jones Sports. You'll be much better at the end of the day. A huge shout-out to her. A huge shout-out to my co-host, Kans. Because you know, here at TrainRex Sports, this train never stops. Good. Good. Night. Night
2: now.